Welcome to the Hunting for Purpose podcast, the official podcast home for all human design manifestors. I'm your host, Holly Marie, a 4-6 clinic manifester, a certified human design teacher, and a manifester who is following her own creative urge to facilitate a thriving global community of aligned, powerful manifestors. Wherever you are at in your manifester journey, or even if you are here just because you love a manifester and you want to understand them a little bit more, this podcast is the place for you. Stick around for in-depth teaching, for real-life practical tips and understandings of the manifester journey, and how to become aligned and powerful and thriving as a manifester. You are here for global impact. You are here to change the world. The time is now. The journey is yours. This podcast is your home. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Hunting for Purpose podcast. Today, we are diving into part three of our variable series with the gorgeous Vanessa Henry, who, of course, is a 6'2 ego manifester, a specialist in variables in the human design system. Uh, if you've somehow remarkably missed it so far, part one and part two of this series are available over the past couple of weeks, um, where we have talked through the first two variables. And now we are moving on to our third variable, which is the perspective variable. So I'm not going to ramble on too much. Welcome, Vanessa. Thanks for being back with us. Hi, my friend. Yes. Hi. Thanks for having me back. A couple of things I need to address. Please do. Well, well frolicking among the commentary of the people <laughs> something I noticed was some people coming as manifestors who are still just experimenting with their strategy and authority and perhaps have not heard of the concept of variable yet and what is variable and oh my oversight let's take a moment and I will speak to that <laughs> so some people were like how do we know our variable like what even what even is that so once you've been practicing your strategy and authority and you've been initiating and honoring your authority, there comes a moment where you feel like, okay, I think I'm getting the hang of this and you're playing with it. You're starting to get sort of like, a, a, I don't want to say a confidence, but a certain level of comfort, a certain trust in your body. Now you're ready to like go deeper. You're ready to understand how to take care of yourself. We could say you're ready to scratch below the surface. And what does that actually mean to scratch below the surface and understand our personal depths? Well, when we're looking at human design and we see all these gates that are activated, we also see these lines, these little decimals that are numbered one to six that can come after the gate. And that is something that is starting to show us our depths. Most human design body graphs will only show you that information. But as you get more comfortable with the chart and the calculators that you're using, which I'll speak to, you can start to go beyond the line. And so after the gate comes the line, then comes the color, then comes the tone, and then comes the base. And these are levels to your personal depths. Each level kind of reveals different information about you. At the color level, that's when we learn whether you're a mountains person, whether you're a hot or cold thirst person, whether you are fear motivation or personal view in your perspective. And if we go one layer deeper into the tone that's where we start to discover what your senses are. What's your cognition? What's your body's superpowers? And what are your personality senses and undertones influencing the way you see things and the way you understand the world around you? Base is as deep as we can go. And it's so deep that it's kind of hard to play with. And um, it's not as malleable as like your color. 
So I don't typically spend a lot of time there. I'm sort of playing around and known for color and tone and getting more comfortable with that part of your design. And what that is really playing with is understanding only once you've reached a certain level of comfort with your strategy and authority. So if you're like, I've never heard of this, you're probably not ready to explore it yet. You do want to let it kind of enter your field a few times and be like, okay, I'm hearing about this. I'm hearing about kitchens. I'm hearing about that. And just let it start to permeate your reality. So as a manifester, when you're ready to go after it and you're ready to start taking it in on your own timing, you're you're not so blindsided. And, and where do I start? If you haven't invested in any kind of human design material yet, you're probably not ready to explore variable. This is me repelling. This is <laughs> me pushing away right now. If you haven't gone and adventured into <laughs> investing with the Jovian Archive or the International Human Design School or anything that any of the elders do or any of the amazing entrepreneurs or on Instagram or on TikTok or anything like that. You're not ready to go into this, you know? So you want to still be learning more about your centers, learning more about your strategy and authority, learning more about your lines, your profile. And once you start to feel like that's been a really fun playground and you're ready to start taking care of yourself and understanding yourself because you have a foundational understanding, with that foundation, you're ready to start diving in. And that's when you want to kind of look at this. So after that long-winded exertion... um. I like to go to genetic matrix. That's my favorite calculator to use. And when you're looking at something this deep, you do really need to be subscribed to some kind of calculator. It does not need to be genetic matrix. There's tons of great ones, but I personally love genetic matrix because I like the visuals it provides. And that's why I recommend personally using it since 2018. And I've been affiliated with genetic matrix since 2020. It's the only calculator I use in this way. It's where I store everyone's body graphs and keys, astrology. You can look at so many features with this calculator. So I really like it. And when you're paying for a calculator, you'll be able to populate your variable information, which is your environment, your determination, your perspective, and your motivation. I really as a six line wish, I said determination first there before environment, because that's the correct <laughs> order. But here we are. I was looking at a picture of environment. So here we are. Where are we, Holly? We good? We great. We great. We great. Yeah. I, do you know, I don't think that I really did anything with my variables until probably my third year, maybe just before my third year. And I, I think that's a very healthy timing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted to be very... Um, grounded I think very consciously grounded and almost to the point of being unconscious you know healthily unconscious about my ability to inform about my ability to listen to my splenic authority I certainly had gone through a very deliberate deconditioning period as well because I think that conditioning has a big interplay with how you interpret and receive your variables so um, I would definitely, yes, definitely recommend waiting, especially if this sounds overwhelming, especially if this sounds like a lot, because if you're entering into it when it sounds too overwhelming and it sounds too complex and it's not really immediately fitting for you, that means all you're going to gather from it is surface level. It, you're not going to be able to take in the true depth of the variable. So it's it's a gift to yourself to wait if you need to. It's also something to, you know, and start dipping your toes in. Um, but if, yeah, if it sounds overwhelming, it is overwhelming. Mm. There is, there is something to be said about reaching that critical mass of awareness of human design. And 
you're, you're finally really dipping into new types of experiments. You're starting, if, if you've been three years practicing your strategy at those centers and doing that, you will have naturally started to make some changes in your life where your variable are like aligning and being on display for you. So that once you do start to go and, and study with your variable, you already are seeing it in your life. So you can feel it can be very inspiring. But when we're not really, when we're really conditioned and we're not honoring our strategy and authority, whack, and we're transferring in ways that we're not aware of, and we're, co- we're dysregulated in ways we're not aware of, and it can just be a lot, mm. you know, and we've moved over to the conscious side of the body graph. We're no longer exploring things going on in the body. We're going into the, the black side of your body graph, we could say the con- side, and we're looking at the bottom right variable. This is where we populate perspective information. This is a good time to say Jenna Zoe is a big contributor of calling this the map and or the manifestation arrow in classic human design. This is known as the perspective variable where we learn your views. We're learning how your consciousness sees things and it has been modernized and interpreted to being whether you're a specific or non-specific manifester. I want to just take a moment to make a little statement about that. Um, that's not I teaches. However, we're in a mutative study. And if somebody has done something and tried something and it's working for other people. I think it's po- it's a look at it before we kind of cast immediate judgment, but it's worth noting that's not the original translation of what this is. And it can sometimes be misleading. Now to counter that it closely with people who love to play with that, and they've created all new modalities based on that. And it really led them somewhere cool. So even though it's not what you could call original human design, but I've seen some really great benefits from it. So it's hard for me to cast any kind of scorn you know, because some people really hate that and they really hate that people are calling it manifestation because it's not what Ra called it. So I just think that's all really good to be aware of. Um, if you're wanting to play with the whole concept of variable, I would encourage you to interpret it as perspective, modernized teachings around manifestation to see how that works for you. But note that that's not all there is. If, to me, if you want to know anything about manifestation, you should be looking at the throat center and your authority on there to understand the ways in which you manifest. So today, me and Holly are going to be talking about perspective and not manifestation. In case you're tuning in, you're thinking you're going to learn about specific or non-specific. That's not how I translate it. But if that's something that you're interested in, there's other places you can go and find that. When we're looking at the perspective variable, it's a good time to be reminded of what was going on in the environment. These two variables are really connected. And as soon as you align your environment, you align your perspective. It's this thing that kind of happens automatically. And these are both doing something outside of us, you could say. Your environment is something that your body needs around it. And your perspective is something that is happening on the outside and your mind is looking through. And we're trying to understand the six views. And I was even a little bit mindful and when I was telling my stories before to say my personal opinion is this or that or this or that. Holly, do you know your view? Yes, yes, I absolutely do. I am a possibility view, which I actually love. I really love that about myself. So- what does possibility view mean to you? Um, do you know, it took me a really long while to, I think, navigate through the nuance because the transference view is probability. And so for a long time, I really couldn't quite distinguish the actuality between the two of them, right? Because it's there's so much that is similar between possibility and probability. This sense of like, I can see that this is possible, I can see that this there's almost this like opening on the horizon. I see these possibilities that other people don't see, but probability for me has been that space of, um, yeah, but is it is that likely? Is that probable to happen? And when I have sort of extrapolated that out and, and looked at my overall energetic tendency as a quad left, right, all my, all my variables facing left, it's actually quite easy for me to slip into probability. 
because it's very logical. That's very calculated. But I, I have noticed that in possibility, when I'm looking at what, what is possible, like what is, what's actually available here? There's this kind of visionary sense to it of, you know, what's, if I look really far out onto the horizon, all the way out, what can I see as possible for myself, for my business, for other people? That feels exciting to me. That feels really electric. That feels like there is oxygen in my system. And I get really, really, sometimes almost manic about it because I will have people then coming to me and saying like, you know, like you're you're kind of dreamy. I'm also a Pisces, right? So people kind of come with that, like, oh, you just have these very big ideas and, you know, you live up in the clouds. And I'm like, no, (laughs) it's because I can see that this is possible. And if I can see that it's possible, therefore it has the potential to be reality, but you are not seeing what is possible. And if I get caught in that conversation where I'm trying to justify what I see as possible, I start slipping into probability where then I'm saying, well, but is this likely and what's really going to stand in my way and what would be the roadblocks to this and, and how do we start moving that forward? And then I lose all my oxygen and I feel angry and I feel really deflated and I get very resentful of anybody around me that's trying to make me talk about it and trying to make me explain it. So in part, I, I do actually journey through times in that possibility energy where I keep it quiet. And I just, I just relish that within myself of, mm, isn't that delicious? Like this is possible here and it doesn't matter if it comes to fruition. It doesn't matter if I'm going to put any energy behind initiating this or making this work. I just, I see that it's possible and therefore it's like this gorgeous alternate timeline that could be going on. Let's anchor into some concepts then to to better understand what you just described to us. When we move over to the personality side of the body graph, suddenly we're having to contend with something called transference. And what is transference? At the color level of design, things are constantly moving around, constantly shifting, constant, think about a constant mutative alchemy change. And What we really want to come to recognize is when we're aligned and when we're transferring. Transferring is not good. It's not bad. It's part of our navigation process. And it really is vibrant on the personality side. This is not so much something we see on the body side. There's something different that happens on the body side. The body more so has a way of defaulting to um, certain behaviors when it feels unsafe and it feels dysregulated. It will kind of uh, transfer in lockstep to something else. But transference itself, exists on the personality side. So we're not going to really kind of explore it on on what's going on in your, on your body side. A real simple way of understanding this is there's one aspect of you that's fully formed. It doesn't change in that way. Change is much slower. And there's a formless part of you where change is constant. The personality, the mind, think of how the transits affect us and how we feel and experience things. So anytime you're exploring things on the mind and you discover you are a first color, you would want to understand that you're you should be looking up the fourth color as well because you're going to always transfer to that color. So to learn about as much as you can about those two colors, 
will give you this full scope and this larger spectrum to understand your personality and to be able to recognize perhaps when you're moving into unhealthy thought patterns. And what can I do to just recognize that's happening and then move into this place of taking care of myself? So Holly, you're seeing your possibility view which is a second color. And anytime we see any second colors in the, in the body graph, um, when we're looking at genetic matrix, this is the information that's reflected in the yellow circle of your variable. Anytime we see a two, there's something special and spiritual going on there. Mm. So Holly, if you have a second color perspective, you look out at the world within this way that's like, oh, we could do this. We could do that. What have you thought of this? What about that? (laughs) And it's seeing things that people have not yet seen. And that's why it's so spiritual. It's actually seeing what has not yet been discovered. It has this beautiful way of seeing what is illuminated before others have even seen it. And they have this way of, you could say, pointing it out because they see it. Now, where things start to transfer is when they start to put pressure, you could say, on those beautiful possibilities. We could do this, but is it going to work? And can we give it to a lot of people? And is that, whoa, I'm transferring. Possibility view is always going to transfer to possible or probability, excuse me. Possibility transfers to probability and probability is a fifth color. And think of everything we know about the five. Think about what we know about valleys. Think about what we know about high and low sound, about the heretic. The five, something else is happening there. They want to kind of get things out and distribute, you know, to, to a wider, um, or not even a wider, I shouldn't say they, they're interested in the other, you know, we've gone into transpersonal territory and is this, this, that's cool that that's possible, but is it really going to work for people? Big deal. If it's like, we could do this, but is it going to work? Like there's this way of, you know, and you're, you're not concerned yet whether or not it's going to work. We just need someone to point out what could be. Think of how expansive that is when someone goes, what could be, what could happen? Whoa. It's like, wow. It's that feeling of expansiveness. This is a two. Think about what we know about other twos. Think about taste cognition and the mouth and the that gasping kind of thing. So it was neat to hear you describe the breath through this. But I want to bring us to a little fun depth here with Holly, because Holly's sense beneath this is a one. Mm-hmm. And this is giving her a sense of security, this deep undertone beneath her second color of looking for, we could do this, we could do that. And seeing what she could locate and discover on the playing field of life as she's looking out at the horizons and gaining perspective, this deep undertone of influence, of security. Holly wants to see things that are going to ensure she's taken care of Mm -hmm. and she's secure and safe. So even though she's looking out beautifully in a spiritual way for what's possible, there's this deep influence there of is this going to keep me safe? Am I going to be secure here? Can I actually deeply trust this? So think of how that's going to influence you. You know, I, I want to just take a little moment to rattle through the colors on the perspective variable. And then I'm even going to say what the, the senses are at the tonal level, just for some perspective. Yeah. First color view is survival. Second is possibility. Third color is power. And a little anecdote about power. I've just discovered a new Instagram account that I believe is called Power View Press. Okay. And it's something about how they're looking at like who's up and who's down, but it's not, they're not affiliated with anybody, not sponsored, but maybe they should be. I'm like, I'm obsessed with everything that is happening such here. A this power is so smart and cute. <laughs> I want to see it who's so winning. Much. 
Oh yeah. And think of the accolades if they name you. I, I was seeing another manifester in the community who I absolutely adore is Dave Neutrino Radio. He's so funny. He's a five-two profile. Love his expression. And they were saying we like and we like blah 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 and blah 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 and probably anything Dave Neutrino Radio does. And I was like, yep, I'm in the right place. <laughs> like I love everything happening here. So funny. So excuse moi. That's our little anecdote about power view. The other colors we've gone down to the upper part of the, the trigram is wanting view, which is a fourth color, probability view, which is a fifth color, and personal view, which is a sixth color. When we look at tones on the personality side, they're different than the tones on the body side. This is on the body side where we had smell, taste, outer vision, inner vision, um, feeling, and touch. When we move over to the personality side, our senses change. Suddenly we have a sense of security, a one, a sense of uncertainty, a two, a sense of action, which is a three, a sense of meditation, which is a four, a sense of judgment, which is a five, and a sense of acceptance, which is a six. And what you'll notice on the perspective variable, you'll have all these colors and you'll have, you'll be aligned to one, but you'll also transfer to another color. And when you're transferring to that other color, like Holly transferring from possibility to probability, Holly has then lost access to her cognitive depth. She's lost access to her sense of security. Mm -hmm. And if she if she's looking at things through the lens of probability, she's not actually having access to her deep intelligence, that deep sense of security. She only has access to that once she's actually looking at things through possibility. Have you how does that come into play with your experimenting and knowing that about yourself? Oh, 100% true, completely accurate. And I think I really notice in myself where in other spaces of my energy, it feels very correct to go wide and go public and, and to, you know, speak to lots of people and, and share a lot of stuff. And I don't really have any hesitation or any fear in doing that. But when it comes to sharing what I see is possible, I keep that very intimate because to me, there, there certainly feels like there's a connection to security and safety in that. And uh, at these, I mean, I, I may grow through it, who knows? But at this stage, at those wider, more public levels, I can't control that security. And there feels like there's an inherent risk in doing that. So I... I I think that that's even quite apparent in the way that I run the manifesto community is that I can push out a lot of teaching and a lot of, you know, inspiration and make a lot of networks and bring a lot. But of is it going to take care of you? Correct. Correct. And yeah. so even though within myself and within the kind of inner workings of my team, I will share what I say. This is, is this is possible. Oh, wow, guys, like we could, mm -hmm. we could do this. Could you see that this is possible? I don't announce that to the audience. Yeah. I don't until I genuinely feel like it is completely secure and it's going to financially support myself and the business and my staff and my family to move through all of that. So, um I think you know <laughs> all of these things in your energy work together. They they're all working together. I think for me this whole overarching concept of having an energetic design is this is all working for me it's not designed to limit me it's designed to give me language to help me understand the nuances of of how I work um and so even in doing that even in keeping what I see as possible close to my chest and making sure that that's secure before I implement it in my business that has actually had great financial reward for the business 
because I don't, I don't push things out. I don't push products out. I don't push concepts out until I feel 100% or well, close, close enough to 100% secure that that's going to have a financial gain that is going to be supportive. So I think that that's, it's, it's been interesting to witness that that's challenging for some people coming into my team and working for me because they get caught up in the whole, oh, we could do all of these things and it's going to be so great. And, and it, that's very easy to do when it's not your money, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and I'm actually quite hesitant to do that. I am far more inclined to do things at a smaller scale at an experimental mm-hmm. level to see if it's going to be financially supportive. And then if there's that level of security, I get that feedback that I need, then I'll go ahead and establish it further. Um, which is, you know, it's just, it's curious to observe in myself. It, on the surface, that almost seems unmanifesta, but I don't think it is. Well, I too have an undertone of security here, but I'm not a second color possibility. I'm a six color personal view. Mm. So how I, this is going to, it's going to shape me a little bit differently, although similarly, and something that um, somebody who has a, a, in their perspective, when they have a depth of a one, you know, in, at the tonal level, they can at times become materialists because they want to have their, they want to see, again, we're talking about like perspective. They want to see things around them that make them feel safe and secure as well. And, and, you know, ha- having your material things around you isn't necessarily, um, like don't don't think of it this as a bad thing. Like these are people who can sometimes go to the hotel and like bring their candle or their blanket because they just need their things in their sight sometimes because it brings a sense of safety. It brings a sense of security. I want to talk about personal for a second because as somebody who's a six color, that means I'm going to transfer to a third color. That means as a personal view, I'm going to transfer to a power view. And in all my studies and all my watchings of people, this one, if you're a power view or personal view and you transfer to the to the other, this is one of the most tumultuous ones mm. um, because the, they're mutative by nature and personal is, is going out and looking out at the world in somewhat of a narcissistic way and somewhat of a self-serving way, not again, not in a negative way, but they're looking out at the playing field of life and they're seeing like, have I been through this before? Does this relate to me in some way? And if it doesn't, they might not even see it. You know, they might not even, they might not, it might not even register, but they're also looking out in, in my case with a, a personal, with an undertone of a security, I'm looking out for things based on my personal experiences, but based on things that are going to make me feel safe and secure. You know, there's an added nuance and added depth there. But when I get out of alignment, which always happens constantly, and I just have to recognize that I'll transfer to power. And this is when I start to put myself in the competition. You know, power view is really about who's up, who's down, who's winning, who's losing. What are the people on the playing field doing? Um, who should I be watching because it's working or it's not working or who's in trouble? Where is it falling apart? You know, they're they're looking at the action. And what what's troubling between these two colors, depending on when they transfer, the sixth color transferring to the third puts themselves in the competition and, and it doesn't feel good because, oh, I'm basing it on what other people are doing. But it's really based on what I have done and what I have experienced. And how might I come back to that? And on the, on the power side, when you're, when you're naturally power view and you transfer to personal, you're, 
you really do want to look at what everyone's doing. Like, what are the trends? What's going on in your community? You're looking at that. And when you start to not care about that and not want to do that, but well, what have I done? And where am I going? And I don't have to compete. No, but you, you don't have to put yourself in the competition, but you do want to be watching the competition or who you deem to be interesting in your field. You know, if you're someone who's in human design, you're probably going to go look at what the other human design people are doing and who are we talking about? Or who, oh, something's going on with them. You're just going to have your eye somewhat attuned to noticing that. And it's healthy for you to be noticing that because it informs you on, you know, how you want to navigate the playing field. I'm seeing so-and-so do this. I'm seeing so-and-so do that, you know, and it's, um, it's good for you. But if you're a six color, looking at that, all that's all you really want that to do for you. Or how can I say this? When I notice I'm transferring to power, something that can really reorient me is when I go, wow, that's really working for them. And I sure as hell don't ever want to do that. That is not for me. I can see it's working and I can see it's good, but I don't want to do that. Or, you know, or I'm just seeing it's three, 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 my time. I love when that happens. A friend of mine's like, whenever you notice the, the, the time, just what were you talking about? What were you thinking about? It's just an affirmation, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, that's not for me. Um, even, even while I'm going to be just transparent here, I, I love anybody who does anything in color. But people tend to put me in competition with with anyone else doing that. And I so could care less about that, that I tend to when I find someone who's doing something in the same field I'm in, I tend to amplify them because I think more people should be talking about this. So it turns into friendly competition where we're suddenly on the same side and we're referencing each other's concepts and we're bumping each other up. You know, it doesn't it doesn't have to be me against you. I'm just I'm not here for that. And anytime anyone tries to drag me into that and like, bye, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm out. I don't about that. <laughs> I am out of here. So what I hope you take away from this is your your colors, you know, when you learn what your color is, go out and explore what your transferred color is too. And I know that transference sounds scary, but recognize it's not bad. It's such added, rich, valuable information to play with, to understand the full scope of the way you see the world around you. And it empowers you to better recognize when you're seeing things in a skewed way or you're seeing things in a really aligned way. You know, I find it, I find it so valuable too. And it's- probably very four line of me, but I find it so valuable to um, look at, especially view in other people around me. It's like, that's my favorite part, right? Provides, provides this solidification of the concepts of like, "Mm, I can, I can see you. I can see that that in you. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah. I have a friend who is a power view um, and they are deeply competitive in their industry, always have their finger on the pulse. I mean, most most conversations with this person are like, wow, I went past this place today and I saw that they had this many customers and this is what was going on. We're still still ranking, like we're still, we're still doing good. We're above that. But I've noticed that when Love they this. move into this space of that like detached arrogance of, well, I'm I'm great. Yep. I'm at the top of the pack. Everything's really good. No one's coming to get me. No one's touching anywhere close. This person actually then slips <laughs> yes. very quickly into a sense of inadequacy. Yep. It's crippling. Ooh. Them, right. And it's like that that chops the knees. Yes. Out. This is mutative here. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, th- these so I, I want to say like the three and the six, whatever one you have, they can be really critical, like really hard on the self, really hard on the self. Anywhere you see that in the design. If you when we go to the motivation variable, the same, the same can be said there. Threes and sixes can get 
critical. It's that perfectionist energy, right? And when it starts to distort and the three can experience that because it will transfer to the six and man, they can just get really down and out because they're just so hard on themselves. And so as soon as you recognize that's happening, you can offer yourself a bit of grace and go, ah, I must be doing that thing. And I'd like to say, if you're at the level where you recognize that and you recognize you're transferring, you're then immediately going to go, what do I do? Oh God, what do I do? <laughs> and I, I would encourage you, <laughs> I would encourage you to then look at what is your environment variable? Because if you're not seeing things clearly, it's your body that's out of alignment and it's your body that you can play with. That's your body is what you experiment with, right? The mind we just understand. So if you, if things are skewed and you can't see something and using some orienting language isn't helping you and you're still out of sorts. Okay. Am I in my shore? Okay. Am I in my valley or what can I do? So some, some quick self-regulating techniques. If you're a caves person, just put your back against the wall, take a few big breaths. It'll help you gain perspective. If you're a markets person, go to your favorite cozy little spot. Or if you need to literally go out and do some shopping or go to the coffee shop or go to a neutral conditioning environment that's in your marketplace, do it. If your kitchens, same thing, like go connect with someone in your community or go to the heart of your home, wherever that is for you, or go to your creative studio, wherever that is for you. Um, but sometimes as a, a kitchens person, if you can't, if you're feeling dysregulated or you can't think, or you noticing you're transferring and you're at home and you can't leave, you know, go to your kitchen or go to your living room, just go to the gathering place in the home. And it'll just help create the space in your perspective to think a little bit more clearly. If your mountains, take a breather, pull yourself away, take, you know what, disc, I'm disconnecting from this. I'm going to go outside, whatever you got to do. Valleys, you usually need to completely unplug from that situation and discharge it. So you might need to go, however discharging might look for you. For some people, that means you might have to go plug into someone else and vent, you know, some people, they just have to go for a nice long walk. So figure out what discharging would be like for you. And if your shores, I tell you, we'll just change. If you're inside, go outside. If you're outside, go inside, just change the environment entirely just to gain some perspective. Yeah. Yeah. As a shores person, I don't know if I mentioned this in the environment episode that we did, but one of the tools that I've been finding really helpful lately, because I've been going through a very deep, prolonged personal metamorphosis, and there have been, you know, periods of weeks at a time that have just been ugh, like discombobulated, right? Like that sense when you're, when you're going through a big personal transformation where it's like, there are so many pieces moving, so much is happening, and I have so many emotions and so many different thoughts about it, and I, I don't even know where to land. I don't know what is my grounding point anymore. I have been physically leaving town. I've, I've been driving to all yeah. of these kind of locations within one to two hours of where I live and spending a day or a night there and it immediately, immediately brings me back into a place of peace and breathing and clarity. So I can then return. It's been, it's been like a, a refresher um, to then come back to my energy and my environment. Just listening to you as a friend and knowing you're a Shores person and taking the advantage and the opening that we're both manifestors. So I'm going to poke here. <laughs> I wonder, me. are you, <laughs> are you on the wrong side of the boundary? On the wrong side of the boundary line would it feel is there some type of I have to I'm on the outside of town or the inside of town or something because <laughs> you know it doesn't matter what side of the boundary that you're on you know yeah I live I live on a border so I live on the border mm. between two states and I largely grew up on the other side of the border which the is other the state capital. it's the capital mm. of Australia and it's very um 
high income, high pressure life, a lot of like entitlement, this kind of plastic superficial representation of success. And I left that Mm -hmm. and moved across the border into this border town, which is far more relaxed, chilled, immigrant town, a little bit quirky. There's no push here. There's no shock. But your shore is natural. You're Correct. you're left. So your your environment's technically we want it to be activating. Correct. Uh oh. <laughs> damn. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Very good. We're doing here. <laughs> but but in, in that in that in that sense, Holly, just something to think about. Hmm. I'm gonna pay attention to how I feel on this side of the boundary line because we we hear all the time when you're if you're shores, it doesn't matter what side you're on, but you will be drawn more to one. So in this particular example. It seems as if a Shores artificial person, someone who needs a relaxing environment, might feel better on this side of the boundary. But somebody who's Shores natural, who needs to be energized and activated by their environment, they might be drawn to what's on the other side. So just something to think about doesn't mean you need to make any types of changes, but something to be aware of. I do frequently cross the border when I'm feeling that my energy is depleted. I will cross the border and go in (laughs) into the other state. And interesting yeah go to cafes or shopping malls or parks or yeah to kind of like liven liven up before i come There's back out. energy there yeah there is yeah yeah interesting woman god damn you're good <laughs> <laughs> fun okay so perspective variable I, like i I think it's fascinating. And and to draw back to what you were saying at the beginning of the episode, episode um, I think that all of that conversation around the perspective variable being so much more to do with manifestation, yes, is is exciting and it gives people an access point to it. Um, but I think it creates... Maybe, Holly, maybe. But isn't isn't everything we talked about, about perspective, so rich? Don't you just want to go dance in that? Who cares what's going on with manifest? Listen to me, personal view, hey, leaving power behind. Who cares what manifestation variable is doing? Look, look, look how much is fun to play with here, you know? Yeah. But I think we have in these like spirituality, energetic teaching spaces, we still, we continue to have these, these buzz topics, these buzzwords that are it's almost like they've been warped by this this capitalist agenda right totally manifestation is 100 one of them absolutely one of them absolutely absolutely a number of manifestors that come to me and say how am i designed to manifest because i need a relationship or i need money it's become a dirty word yeah it's become a dirty word you are the embodiment Mm -hmm. of manifestation you are manifesting just by living. Like we don't need um, this very neatly packaged system for how to manifest. And so, yes, I think that this concept of being a specific or a non-specific manifester is interesting, and it's it's a curious take on it. And I think it's worth experimenting with and playing around. Um, but it it takes away the depth. It takes away the depth from the whole. Just know its origin site. You know, yeah. yeah. It, you will okay okay wow yeah yeah wow ooh, 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 ooh. I love that so much thank you for saying that when you look at it that way and you make it so simplified as specific non-specific or manifest is this the manifestation variable you've just lost access to all that richness we were just describing but you know there's the you could say that some that some people couldn't even go that deep you know and that's and that's a whole other conversation 
Because some people aren't, they, some people don't need to go explore all these depths, but some people are satiated by it. You know, I'm one of these people, you're one of these people. I, I know a lot of people who are satiated by this because a lot of people are inspired by the concept of taking care of themselves and taking their accountability back and understanding themselves and understanding their body signs and understanding what their mind is doing. They want to reach new levels of awareness. But when you explore a mutated concept, you've lost access to all the depth of the original translation. So I wonder if you could just explore all of it and see how it lands in you and see what's fun to play with for you personally. So true. So true. I love what you said before as well about uh, the body being the place that we experiment, right? The mind being the place that we we witness and we observe, but the body being the place. We witness and learn. Yeah. 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 The, the consciousness is part of the body because or the consciousness, excuse me, is there to take care of the body and to become aware how to prolong the longevity of the body. But where it gets warped is it starts to interfere and make the decisions. But it's really just there to notice what's going on with the body or yeah. others, you know, or the world around it. So good. So good. Okay. I think that we're good. At, well, we're good for a start with perspective. <laughs> and we can move on to part four and our final part. But of course, I want to give you a moment to share about the wellness club because you are now at this Ooh. stage kind of halfway through the equinox, right? Halfway through the first. The opening. wellness club is, yeah, is open from March 1st to April 1st. Yes. And that's a place where you can come and get more comfortable in your variable, fall in love with your design, explore your depths, and even have fun with some deconditioning tools that help you explore those depths. Um, you can get into that club for it for that timeline and then it will close down as a manifester. It's like, I'm open. Here we go. Intaking and then whew, go into recovery. And I plan to open it again in the future. Um, but for now, if you're curious about this, the time will to, be, to get in will be before April one. Mm. I am so curious as to what you have received from people who have come in so far. Have people been informing you and, and feeding back for you? People love the experiments. Mm. Um, I think the biggest takeaway is that people didn't actually understand how to apply information because you, you hear so much in variable. People are like, you don't have to do anything. It's just learning about yourself. Well, actually there's fun ways and you can do things and then watch for the result, you know, and how did that make me feel and how do I, so there's a way to approach this information. That's really, really fun and, and keeping it simple. So people who have enrolled or not, I shouldn't say enrolled people who have joined and become members so far, Sorry, that was some old language of mine. I used to be like the academy, you know, Blah. well, we don't speak fart. that way anymore. Mm. We're in this new time. Um, people who, who have joined and have become new members are really drawn to the experiments and learning about, they, they devour the translations and understanding themselves, but then they like the experiments because it shows them how to get out in the world and try things, whether that's doing the dating challenge and setting up the perfect date for a chosen partner by learning their environment and learning their determination or whether that is doing the removal challenge, which is taking certain things out of your life so you have the space to manifest, or if you're doing an identity clearing and you're doing some fun techniques to clear your G-Center, there's fun things to apply information that makes the whole thing fun. And I wanted to design this space to be manifester friendly. So there's nothing that like prompts you. It's up to you to, to learn it yourself in the, in the pace that you like, and then for you to opt into an experiment 
and it will kind of notify you. Some experiments are one time, some experiments are three times, some go on for a season, but you'll see the frequency and duration and you get to opt in or opt out at any time. The other feedback that I'm getting that people are really liking is the frequency bar. Mm -hmm. And the frequency bar is this resource I created. It has shamanic undertones and it helps you adventure into your inner landscapes through if you've done any timeline jumping or shamanic journeying or meditation or visualization, this is something that would probably work for you. Um, and just today I had somebody um, email me. They went on a, an inner expedition. They plugged into the frequency bar. They chose the starting point expedition, which is let's go discover the seed of your soul and figure out what images come to you, what landscapes unfold within you. And this person, this, oh my God, this person, um, has this experience and then writes to me and says, I started getting this sensation from my head into my neck, this poof, this, this pain, like for 30 seconds. Hmm. And I'm like, I go reference their body graph, their touch cognition. There you go. They're having the body sensations they're designed to have. And in that case, you know, they didn't get any imagery. Like they, they didn't share with me whether there was an animal that approached them or a landscape that, that appeared to them, which I'll speak to in a moment. But I like to reference Louise Hay um, and her, her heal your body where you're translating the the mental causes for physical illness in a metaphysical way in order to overcome them and translating the neck translating the the ear and translating this happened on the right side was all these translations of you know are you not hearing something are you rigid and not turning your head you know a stiff neck and are, is there some kind of letting go on the right side which is the masculine energy or the the father or mm-hmm. um a type of letting go of energy and kind of just reflecting that back to the member because people experience things in inner expeditions that they might see a crow that flies to them as they're walking through a dark forest or they might just get a sense of knowingness, you know, or they might feel something physically in their body. And the idea is whatever happens for you, we can translate it and find even deeper meaning as to what's going on with you. Now, I'd like to take a little moment to ask you, you've done an expedition. Yeah. Was what was that experience that. like for you? Uh, it was fucking wild. I loved yeah. it. <laughs> I really, really loved it. I mean, I'd also done uh, radical experiments with you from, you know, over the course mm-hmm. of the end of last year. And I really enjoyed those bite-sized experiments. I think it's, it's tough as a manifesto when you're involved in a program and there is that pressure to like, Oh, I've got to do homework or there's this obligation to engage. Or Yeah. I, I can't stand no. any of that. I don't have any right? of that. Yeah. No. And so I, no. I love the way that you've set up the experiments because it feels very autonomous, right. And, and very kind yes. of fresh and exciting and, and not oppressive at all. Um, but it's non-sacral fre- friendly. Yeah, it is. The frequency bar really, I mean, I dug that. I really, really yeah. dug that. I'm a very, um, uh, I was going to say I'm a very visual person. I wouldn't necessarily say that. I think I just have a very rich inner landscape. Um, and I, yes. I enjoy that experience of going inwards and seeing images, exploring that inner yeah. landscape. Like yeah. some people don't realize they have an inner landscape mm. and what, what the frequency bar does is it plugs you in to access that and interpret it. So what is your inner landscape and actually what does it look like? Yeah. Let's find meaning in that. Yeah. And so the, inside there is a library for all the landscapes that you might see. There's a library for all the creatures you might see. There's a library for any flowers you might see or any colors that might be prominent. And depending on what you, you plug in and you see and Hollywood have had an experience and Hollywood have seen certain things. Holly, what was some of the imagery you saw when you plugged oh, in? Oh, I had a beautiful experience. I, um, 
I landed, the first thing I saw was my feet. And I kind of had, you know, come from the sky and like landed down on my feet. Um, And I was in a stream in this like beautiful, beautiful stream, completely clear water. And when I looked up, I was in a, a valley with mountains all around. To one side, all those mountains off in the distance were snow-capped. And on the other side, off in the distance, there was a waterfall coming down those mountains. But the thing that immediately stood out to me was that it was green, like green, 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 vivid, luscious everywhere. And I had so much joy exiting the stream and just walking walking through this green grass and running my hands through it. And there were some flowers that showed up, right? There were some white daisies and there were some sunflowers and some beautiful things that were there. Mm. Um, and there was a a house, just a little cabin kind of nestled in to one of the hills. And when I went and inside- that's your cabin. Yeah. When I yeah. went inside, there was immediately a fireplace. There were two green rocking chairs sitting in front of the fireplace um and as I looked around there were a number of very prominent people from my life who were in in that cabin and um even like a a friend of mine was in there holding a baby that I had some association to it was really just a fascinating fascinating little journey it felt very it felt very peaceful very calm very loving to me um and I honestly I would have stayed there forever I think that the expedition was 15 minutes or something Mm -hmm. (laughs) I came out going I want I want more can I just go back in and (laughs) just be in that so this is yeah inner expeditions are something that I have been working on designing over the last decade and I kind of always tuck them into these things I do even though they don't have anything to do with human design as a manifester cross of healing person there's been some traumas in my life and I've had to kind of um, carve out some healing tools for myself. And I was very much called on a shamanic path, having been surrounded by a lot of death. And that was something that I started to develop. And as I started to share it with people, they wanted more, they wanted more places to go more time in this world. So I started to design a bunch of adventures, a bunch of things that you could do and look for. And so when you plug into the frequency bar, you hear my voice greeting you and kind of giving you a mission. And then this beautiful cinematic symphony kind of sweeps you away and you begin to imagine things in your mind. And you have this natural process of going like, am I making this up? And the answer is yes, you are. And that's what's actually so special about it. So we know Holly landed in the water at the stream right away. So we would go translate in landscapes water. We know she saw mountains in the distance. We would translate that. We know they were snow-capped. That too will mean something. The fact that she saw white daisies, we then go into the floral guide and we translate that. And what does it mean when when we translate that? So when you when you go into the guides and you pull that up, it will it will call you into things. So for example, water, if a stream shows up, it will tell you you're on an emotional journey. There is some emotional conditioning going on in your life right now that is beginning to unfold. This might be a very charged expedition. You might really feel things. The mountains in the distance, you know, this can really represent your ambitions going on, but they're in the distance. So there's they're a little bit away for some reason. But with the snow on top, there's something we don't have access to, something we're not seeing, something's closed off. So all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, this is like what's going on with me inside, you know, and it becomes this fun, this fun tool to go and rest, but learn about yourself in the process. And it's really, in my opinion, healing through the imagination. 
mm. you know, and, and healing that disconnect that we kind of lost as children that we can't trust that part of ourselves. But if you want to manifest anything in your world, it starts with your imagination, because if you can't imagine it, it can't come to you. So there needs to be great healing in the imagination of humanity. It feels, it feels very nourishing to me. Very, yeah, very nourishing. Thank you. And I think mm-hmm. um, very rare and very special because where else are we not only given permission to access that, that part of ourselves, um, but where we're really guided through that in a very safe, loving way. I think you're right. We do, even in a lot of uh, spiritual practices, we discard the imagination. We push it aside and we say, no, go to the body, go yeah. to the body. The body is the We authority. totally do. Right. The body is. Don't great. trust your mind. How? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Correct. But no, the, <laughs> I know. The, the mind is a beautiful playground. The mind and, is a beautiful playground. Um, if, if we're going to make any commentary on manifestation, it begins in the mind, right? Yep. <laughs> you manifest based on what you perceive of what your reality could be. So yes. it has to, you be could there. see how that mutated into the manifestation variable. Like, right. Indeed. You can see how that happened. You know, Very but much. just something to be aware of. Well, your perception is your reality, right? So Precisely. I think, yeah, mm-hmm. when we when we look at the perspective arrow and we make a connection across to manifestation, I see the link. I see, I see how we moved in that space, but there's just so much more available to your perspective. I love how you said though, Holly, we lose the depth though when you do. do that. Yeah. And that's just I, like, ooh, that was chef's kiss. I'm all, <laughs> I'm all about the depth. My Mars is in gate 48. Like I'm I love, I'm here for the depth. <laughs> People are always like, are you ever not deep? No, no. <laughs> I live in the deep. I this live there. I Let's hang out there. Do you yeah. want to talk to me about your hairbrush? No, thank you. No, thank you. Bye. Somewhere else for that. Tell me about your deepest childhood trauma instead. That would be excellent. Thank you very much. I mean, unless you're power view, then drop it, drop it and let me, <laughs> let me be aware of it and tell me what I should be getting, what hairbrush I should be getting, but I'll get to it on my own time. Correct. You know, or just buy it for me and send it to me. Thanks. <laughs> Spoken like a true ego manifest. <laughs> I know. Hey, <laughs> I want that. Send it to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. This has been super fun. This is super cool. We are going to uh, wrap up and move on to our final podcast episode of this series. But um, I hope that each of you have learned heaps about the perspective arrow here and what your colors and your tones more importantly might be. But also go and check out the Wellness Club. Go and check out the Wellness Club while it's still open. The link um, is in the show notes. This, I, you know, as a, a manifester, I don't, I don't really participate in many things in an ongoing capacity. I really feel like they need to have. Same. Um, yeah, right. That to me, it's got to be that perfect balance. Of there needs to be a spaciousness. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Like you've got to really have a rich environment that is giving me something, but is not placing any obligation on me um and I think that the wellness club nails that it nails it so if you're going to make any investment in yourself this is definitely one of the places that I would recommend to do that so like I said love that in the show notes links in the show notes and uh we will be back soon thanks for sharing your thoughts on the perspective arrow Vanessa thank you Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us today in another episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. We so enjoy having you here and whether you are listening to my insights or the wisdom of one of our other incredibly talented manifesto specialists, 
We really, truly hope that you have taken away power, transformation, and wisdom about your own manifest and magnificence. Before you go and switch off, we would be so humbly grateful if you could take the time to either leave a podcast review right on the platform that you're listening to, or if you feel like it, please do a share across your social media. We love to hear how each of the episodes is impacting you, and we love to provide an opportunity for you to inform us via social media. So please share a story or a post about this episode and tag us at The Manifesto Community. Until next time, please, manifestors, keep hunting for purpose.